If your home just isn't homey enough, perhaps you're trying to spruce it up a bit, give it a whole new look, or maybe you're looking to build another home. Well, this week I have the lady who knows the people in the know, and she features them on a weekly basis as part of her television show. Her name is Kimberly Greenwell. She is the proud host of My Southern Home, which airs each and every weekend in Louisville and Nashville. She features interior designers, home builders, and uh, everybody in between. If it's related to the home slash real estate market, chances are you very well may catch them on her show at some point in time or another. So uh, she was a broadcasting major, has quite a sales background, but uh, how did she end up hosting a television show centered around the real estate industry? Well, we will get the 411 on that, and we will also learn all about Kimberly's media consulting firm that she owns and operates. So kick back, relax, and enjoy Blabbing in the Bluegrass Season 6, Episode 21. Hit it, EJ Simmons. Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Philpot to Falmouth, Ford to Fordsville, we cover the Commonwealth better than a blanket right here and only here on Blabbing in the Bluegrass as we explore and celebrate all things Kentucky. How the heck are you? I'm Sam Moore coming at you as per usual from the spacious and spotless North Quail Motel in beautiful Henderson, KY. Now, as we told you, not only is this Season 6, Episode 21 as mentioned in the intro, but this is our 100th episode all told of Blabbing in the Bluegrass, and I could not be happier to have gotten here, but having said that, I'm hoping this is but a drop in the bucket in terms of the uh, number of episodes that we hope to reach at some point. I'm hoping for another 100 plus more. Emphasize that plus. I plan on staying at it for a long time, good Lord willing, and uh, your listenership is certainly making that possible. I greatly appreciate your faithful support to this point. Hope that uh, continues, and as always, you know how to get a hold of me if you have suggestions, questions, comments, what have you, and uh, we will recap those methods uh, at the end of the show. But sure appreciate it, and uh, thanks to your assistance in helping me reach the uh, 100th episode of the big show here. Now, Kimberly Greenwell, as we talked about, she is our guest, and I could not be happier to welcome her today. Kimberly has done quite well for herself, not only as an account executive and a uh, digital media consultant, but also as a television host in recent years. She hosts My Southern Home, and if you've lived uh, in Louisville or Nashville for any extended period of time, chances are you have seen it. It airs on uh, Saturdays in the Music City, Sundays in the Derby City. We'll let you know where. Plus, Kimberly also has her uh, My Southern Home podcast, and uh, you can find out even more about the guests and the topics that she features on the uh, TV show via the podcast. So we'll uh, we'll let you know all about that and uh, fill you in on the details of her podcast so that you can, you know, pull double duty every week, listen to Blabbing in the Bluegrass and My Southern Home, and, uh, you know, you can make at least one trip out of that and, and uh, perhaps more. So Kimberly is... Waiting patiently, we will get to her in just moments. But before we get to Kimberly, I have another bluegrass brain buster. It is uh, hot off the press, ready for you. We try to do one of these each and every week. So the question is coming your way now. 
the answer you will not get until after my conversation with Kimberly. So you can think on it while Kimberly and I are talking, but don't think too hard because there are uh, a lot of great details that you won't want to miss in this discussion, including my Southern Home University, which Kimberly has uh, just started. It is a class that's coming up in uh, Louisville next month, the first of uh, hopefully many, so we'll find out all about that. Another chance for you to expand your knowledge of how to uh, better that place you call home. But uh, anyhow, you'll get the answer to this question at the end of the show. But here is the Bluegrass Brain Buster. Eight more miles to Louisville. A lot of you have heard of that song. It has been a favorite of many around these parts for quite some time. My uh, grandparents and great aunts and uncles included. But I want to know who originally wrote and recorded that song. Again, Eight More Miles to Louisville has been a fan favorite around these parts for many, many years, especially those of the, uh, you know, the generation of my grandparents, great aunts and uncles. That's how long it's been around. But I would like to know who originally wrote and recorded that song. Uh, You know, you've heard countless renditions of it, most likely, because there's quite a few of them out there. But who originally wrote and recorded Eight more miles to Louisville. You think on that? We'll let you know in the show's final segment. Sam Moore proudly presents his Commonwealth Crowd Pleaser. Well, today's guest probably needs no introduction to uh, a handful of you. She hosts her own show entitled uh, My Southern Home, which airs in Louisville and Nashville. She also owns and operates her own media consulting firm and has for gosh a little over 10 years now so we'll uh, we'll hear more about that and about her show she's also got a very interesting background in the broadcasting and sales you name it she's pretty much dabbled in it so we're here to fill us in on these endeavors and anything else that uh, i can drag out of her let's welcome bardstown kentucky native kimberly greenwell Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Well, thank you so much for coming on with me. You split your time between Louisville and Nashville, but you're coming to me from Nashville today, right? Well, I was supposed to, and then my schedule changed. So I'm actually in Louisville, Kentucky right now. Okay, so you're in Louisville. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. You never know where I'm going to be, really. (laughs) That that can be a good thing if you're trying to hide from people. That uh, is true. That is true. (laughs) But anyway, so so I'm guessing you've got uh, dwellings in both places then. I do. And it's a new thing to have a place in both places. I just started leasing a, a condo in Nash in the Nashville area. And uh, I have a condo in Louisville, Kentucky, and that I've been in since 2005. I, I purchased it when I was in my 20s. So I'm still here. Um, it's a little thousand square foot condo that and I love it. And it's it's perfect for my lifestyle because I can just, you know, lock the door and and go be wherever I need to be. How long have you had the Nashville place? It's new. I just moved in in September. So, and it's, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a challenge a little bit having the two places because you have to, you know, buy items for the two places. And it's kind of funny because I'll buy something. I'm like, didn't I just buy this? And I was like, oh, it was for For the other house. (laughs) For the other house. Oh gosh, it does give you more flexibility though. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's been, I can't tell you, Sam, how amazing it's been to have this place in Nashville because before I was doing Airbnbs or I was in a hotel and so it's just so nice to have the flexibility to come and go as I please and it makes the the commute between the two cities a lot easier for sure. Yeah, nothing wrong with Airbnbs, but when you have your own place, it you know, it's it just it's just a lot more homey, isn't it? It is, it is. <laughs> and I can leave stuff there and I don't have to pack as much. And I have an eight month old Morky puppy named Bailey. Aww. And yeah, he's super cute. And he that's like having a child. <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? You, you yes. gotta feed him, walk him. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and he has a playpen, you know, and you have the pee pads and you have his food and you have his toys. So 
Um, he has a Nashville playpen and a Nashville toys and a Nashville bed. And, you know, so I don't have to, I only have to do is pack him now. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, I have, uh, I have had dog appearances on my podcast in the background. So if, uh, you know, if yours feels compelled to make an appearance, that's quite all right. <laughs> well, you never know. He's in my lap right now and content. So, oh, okay. so quiet. <laughs> he's taking a little nap. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, that's awesome. Now, um, you grew up in Bardstown, like we said, it's always fun for me, Kimberly, to hear about the, uh, the broadcasters from years past that inspired folks like yourself to sort of follow in their footsteps. So talk to me about the, uh, the broadcasters, the radio television personalities that, that you were attached to as a child there in Nelson County. Well, you know, of course you had all the local radio personalities, you know, that we listened to, um, you know, with, at my grandmother's house, we called them mom and Paul and she used to, we used to stay with them and, you know, we would listen to them. And, you know, and then over the years you had Jackie Hayes in Louisville and, you know, all these amazing, beautiful, talented, um, female broadcasters. Um, and what was interesting is when I went to school at Eastern Kentucky university, my first year, I said that I wanted to be the next Diane Sawyer because she was from Louisville, Kentucky. Right. Um, so, you know, there's not one necessarily that stands out per se, um, I remember Melissa Forsythe coming to my school and she was so beautiful and well-spoken and, and, you know, I remember thinking her job was so cool and, and I wanted to be like her when I grew up. Um, so, you know, and then watching the Derby and seeing all the beautiful people at the Derby and broadcasting from the Derby. And, you know, I think it was just a culmination of everything really just, you know, being exposed to that in different ways. Absolutely. Now, Melissa Forsythe, I'm trying to think, she was in news. Which station was she at in Louisville? I think she was at WHAS, but don't, I could be wrong on that. That's okay, because uh, I knew that name sounded familiar. I just didn't know, you know, which station she was at. But uh, we talked about radio personalities uh, that have you know, sustained the the test of time. I know that um, even back when you were a young pup, Terry Miners was already, you know, big time. Yeah, yeah. And Terry, he's such a sweet guy and he does so much for the community. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting as a kid, you know, you hear these people on the radio to, to grow up and meet them when, and you're working in the media with them. And it's, it's a really cool experience to, to, you know, call them colleagues and, and friends and, and, you know, interact with them in the field that you chose to study and, and that you're passionate about. So it's, it's really fun to do that. Yeah, of course, uh, those of you that, that don't know, Terry Miners is the afternoon drive uh, radio personality on WHAS radio in Louisville. And Kimberly, I actually went to school at Western with Kimberly or with Kimberly, Terry's son, Max Miners. <laughs> oh, okay. I've never met him, but, but yeah, so, so we were, we had rival schools then, Sam. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. But me being a hilltopper, I won't hold it against you that, uh, that, that you're a colonel. But, but yes, we did have, we did have, our schools were in the same conference there forever. And, uh, yep, used to, used to be no love loss between those, uh, those two schools. Occasionally they still play each other, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then were you in communications at the school? I was, um, as a grad student, actually, I was okay. broadcasting as an undergrad and then, um, I went back to school there at Western a few years later and uh, got a master's in communications. Okay. Okay. So, so you probably know this, the, the schools kind of battled back and forth. Eastern Western did on who had the best overall mass comm department and the newspaper at Western was very, very, you know, established nationally and won oh, yeah. some awards. And so, and so was Eastern, the Eastern Progress. And I actually worked there um, in sales and media sales at the Eastern Progress. That was my first media sales job. And Aww. we won, we won, I forget what the award's called now, but we won a really um, prestigious national award for um, collegiate newspapers. And that was fun to be part of the staff for that. 
Well, I can imagine. See, the rivalry extends far beyond sports. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Between Eastern and Western, that's for sure. Now, um, were you fortunate to uh, gain any kind of radio or television exposure before you went to college, Kimberly? No, not before I went to college, but I mean, I guess yes and no. So I was in pageants, you know, so that's, that's okay. a whole thing, yeah. <laughs> as you know, and, and I modeled and I was in some commercials and, and stuff like that. But most of my major experience happened when I was in college and I started interning as a freshman. So oh, awesome. I, I was very aggressive, you know, in college with, you know, trying to find opportunities where I could grow in the field and learn and, you know, make connections. Sure. And in those pageants, you know, that gave you a good interview experience and, you know, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha out and about there. Now, what, uh, what commercials were you in? Just curious. There were local commercials. We had a, we had a, a store called DJ's fashion shop. And okay. I think all my money went there. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> I've never heard of DJ's. Does it still exist by chance? No, no. Um, the the Fogels, a sweet family in Bardstown, um, the Fogels owned it. And I spent my paychecks there. I was there every week. And they had all the big brands that everybody wanted. I mean, I'm, I'm showing my age by saying Dooney and Burke and Guess and... <laughs> <laughs> and um and all those brands that were must have that was must haves during the day Duckhead I'm sure there's a lot of people out there remembers that um but yeah I spent all my money there and I knew the Fogels and my parents knew them and they asked me if I wanted to be in their commercials so I was in their commercial growing up and and everybody would call me the DJ's girl DJ's, are you the DJ's girl I know. <laughs> now oh, I'm like are you the home lady oh, that's funny. see so you you supported them in more ways than one I did but, uh, I did. <laughs> but gosh you were, speaking of age I'm 34 Kimberly and I remember the time when I thought 34 was old <laughs> I know I know for now, sure now here I am but I remember when when dad came close to 60 he goes 60 ain't as old as it used to be but it's not it's not at all <laughs> but anyway it's all how you look at it but uh anyway like we said uh you're a proud colonel graduate of eastern Kentucky University in uh good old Richmond so why don't you uh summarize your your education that you received there as well as the um the training that you received on and off campus for your uh, your ultimate career. You mentioned you started interning right after your freshman year. I did. So I went to college all gung-ho on being the next Diane Sawyer. Right. <laughs> I had all of this. I competed nationally in marketing competitions when I was at Nelson County High School. So I had all of this marketing knowledge and my advisor Dr. Taylor um, knew that. And six months into my freshman year, thereabouts, he said, look, I just need to tell you that I know who you, I knew who you were as soon as I, you were assigned to me. And, and he told me his wife was, and his wife um, was the deck advisor for Madison County, which is where Richmond, Kentucky is, where Eastern is. Correct. She said, she said, if, if you don't, if I don't come home today with the answer of why in the world you want to be the next Diane Sawyer when you competed nationally in marketing competitions, my wife is going to divorce me <laughs> <laughs> because she wanted me, you know, apparently she, I think she probably wanted me in her department. So, um, so anyway, I gave him all these answers and I have no idea what they are now, but, um, basically, you know, he's like, I think you should be in media sales. So, so that's kind of how that path started. But when you're in broadcasting, you learn how to do everything. So you learn how to be on camera, you learn how to shoot, you learn how to edit. Um, we had two really nice studios um, at Eastern. We had two radio stations. One was um, a public station. Where oh yeah, you, like an NPR. Yeah, yeah. And where you had to splice the tape to edit it. 
Um, so that's that's going that's going way back um, because I was I graduated there in 1999. So we were still splicing tapes, but then we had one of the few state-of-the-art radio stations in the country at the time, I believe, and it was all digital. So I learned how to work a digital station. I learned how to work an old school radio station. I learned how to edit. I learned how to be on camera. Um, you know, I learned everything. There you go. Now, what kind of music did uh, that student-run station there at Eastern play? It Well, so the one that was digital and state-of-the-art played all, you know, modern music. Yeah. Um, and then the one that was more public, I think it was uh, it was a classical station. Yeah, most NPR stations do play classical. So, yeah, um, yeah Western, that, of course, uh, well, we had pretty much the same deal. We had WKYU, which was NPR, and then we had um, Revolution 91.7, which was the uh, the student-run station. We called it College Progressive Music, and um, yeah, I'm, you know, I thought it was okay. Yeah, Mom and Dad would, would get online and stream me a few times, and they were like, well, we loved you, son. We hated the music. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> that was like can you really call it music if uh you can't listen to it twice <laughs> but my is. show was on thursday nights and so i played all dance type music to get people ready to go out because thursday night's the big college oh, night yeah out. thirsty thursday yeah, yeah. So, you know, I would I would work my shift and then we would go out to the dog. <laughs> the dog. Is that a local joint up there in Richmond? Yes, yes. It's not there anymore. Apparently they opened it up this weekend for homecoming. So I was and they they shut the street down. So I'm I'm disappointed that I missed that. But you know, I had I had other plans here. Yeah, there, there's not enough of you to go around, is there's there? Not. <laughs> <laughs> there's just so much fun stuff, Sam. I'm telling you, and it all happens at once. It but, does, uh, it does. Where did you uh, Where did you intern while you were at Eastern? So my first my first job was at the Eastern Progress, and then right. from that, my first paid internship was at Landmark Community Newspapers, and they own community newspapers all across the United States, and they own television stations as well, um, but I was, you know, I just bopped around to a bunch of different papers, um, so I worked at the Kentucky Standard, which is my hometown newspaper in Bardstown. Um, I worked at the the Sentinel News in Shelbyville, and the News Democrats in Carrollton. So I, I, you know, got to go to a bunch of different places. And I interned at KYT in Lexington. Oh yeah, Channel 27. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was funny. I actually got that internship in the bathroom, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the Kentucky Broadcasters Association and I was in the same breakout session as a, a wonderful lady named Kathy Plowman. And we were almost crying still in the bathroom because the guy was so funny that we had just listened to. And she could tell that I was a student and she asked me where I went to school, you know, what I was going to do. And, and when she told me that she was the general sales manager for WKYT, I said, well, do you take interns? And she said, yes. <laughs> She's like, you're sold, you're hired. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that's how, how about that? While yeah. you were in the bathroom taking yes. care of business. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, <laughs> so if there's any college students out there, don't be afraid to ask, go after it. Yeah, um, no matter where you are. <laughs> yeah, no matter where you are. I mean, we were we were in front of the mirror primping and and you know fixing our makeup. So I mean, right for the right time when you're in the bathroom. But... Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know, Kimberly, I've had Rob Bromley on the show before. He's the oh, yeah. director. Yeah, he was there when I was there, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, you might not have uh you know, you might not have crossed paths with him too much, but no, because I was in the I was in the sales department, but some of them would walk through there, um, you know, through the sales department. And of course, everyone in the sales department were friends with the news department. And um, so, yeah, but I really didn't interact with them a whole lot. Um, so that was my first one. And then WGRB 34, which was a station out of Campbellsville, became W. Um, it became a WB affiliate. 
So okay. of course, WB is now CW, but yes, yes. <laughs> so when I was in college, I was selling Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, yeah. And Seventh Heaven and Felicity were their big shows back, you know, back then, which, you know, now it's WBKI CW58, which is where my show, My Southern Home airs in Louisville. So that kind of came. Full circle. Full circle, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so yeah, you you had um, quite a bit of intern slash job experience even before you graduated. I did, I did, and my first job out of college was actually at Landmark Community Newspapers. Um, Bonnie Burks Gray, she was the vice president of sales at the time, and I kept in touch with her and would check in with her and. Um, you know, made a connection while I interned. And because I stayed in communication and did a good job while I was there, they hired me right out of college. So um, I worked there for, gosh, a year and a half, almost two years. And then I was hired on at Wave 3 TV here in, um, here in Louisville. And oddly enough, the Nick Ulmer, he was my general sales manager. He was the brother-in-law of the national sales manager at WKYT, you know, so that kind of came around, that came back around too, um, because of that internship and because I did a good job, you know, that helps me get the job in Louisville. So, I mean, you just never know who you're going to run into again and, and how one experience can help you with the next. Yeah. And, and, and who you intern under, you never know who they may know or be related to. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's just always, uh, it, it's an interesting journey. Now, uh, you work for Landmark Community Newspapers. You said that was in Bardstown? Well, I worked out of the regional sales office in Louisville. So I sewed for, I sewed for 22 newspapers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. With Louisville businesses. So, you know, with, with Louisville being such a large city and the smaller towns like Bardstown, for example, you know, we would, we would you know, Bardstown, the people that lived in Bardstown, you know, came to Louisville to shop, you know, so like Jago Supply, for example, was one of my clients and they sell farming equipment. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. So, you know, so they would reach out to those rural communities, you know, to sell farming equipment and stuff like that. And I had, I had other businesses that were, you know, I had a, a whole list of clients that, that were on, um, but yeah, so I sold to Louisville businesses um, that wanted to reach those smaller towns. There you go. So you moved to Louisville straight out of college. Yeah, yeah. I graduated in May and moved here in September. I got so there were only four months in between there. Yeah, yeah. And I, I lived with my parents for four months and then I was like, I've gotta, I've gotta get back on my own. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I love you, but I want out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you moved to Louisville and um like we said, you you know, you served as an account executive. After Landmark, you went to Wave Three, you uh, worked as an account executive there for um seven years in sales and then you transitioned Kimberly into a role with um Burrell and Associates where you um you assisted media outlets with their digital advertising so tell us a little bit more about that and uh describe how this uh enabled you to you know excel ultimately as a business owner yourself well so that job was so much fun I have to say I so my job basically was to visit TV stations all over the country and I would look at their websites and I would teach them how they can make more money off of digital advertising and you know tell teach them how to sell digital advertising. I would change the ads on their websites and clean it up and you know make it look a lot um, more aesthetically pleasing. And I did that for two and a half years and I loved it. And there was no rhyme or reason to what city I was going to be in next. It was just, you know, wherever the next job was. And I met amazing people. I got to see amazing cities. I was on the road 36 weeks out of the year and I didn't mind it a bit. 
and it was a great job. And then the recession hit. So once the recession hit, advertisers stopped advertising, which meant TV stations had less revenue, which meant they were not hiring trainers. So, um, they let me, they laid me off. And when they laid me off, that's when I started my own company. And one of my first clients was the Home Builders Association, Greater Louisville, which is now BAI of Greater Louisville. And I started doing public relations for Homerama, which is a tour of homes in the Louisville, Kentucky area. And the homes were, you know, a half a million and up, you know, sometimes, you know, in the million dollars. And that is what led to my Southern home. So a, a TV station reached out to me and asked me if I'd be interested in, in hosting and producing a home show. And I said, yes. And we started your Kentuckyana home and I was producing it, hosting it. Um, and then I started selling it. So I was doing everything but I really didn't have, it was a one woman show. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I did that for a couple of years and then I said, you know what, I, I can do this myself. And which a friend of mine told me that I could do it myself. He's like, you just need to start your own show. And, and I said, I can't start my own television show who just starts their own television show. And he's like, you can. And I was like, huh, okay, well, maybe I can. He's like, you're already doing everything. You're just not invoicing it and you don't own it. So I was like, okay, okay. And he was right, wasn't he? <laughs> he was right. He was right. So he, he, he had more faith in me than I did, um, which was, which was amazing that he, you know, told me that I should do that. And, and here we are and I'm on season 11 in Louisville, Kentucky and season nine in Nashville and then um, next spring, we'll launch season 10 in Nashville, and we'll have a big party and celebrate um, 10 seasons and five years on air, and it'll be six years on air. Well, and I might show up and crash that party, Kimberly. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I'll send you an invitation. I would love for you to come. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that's that's great, though. So even though you were laid off from uh, from Burrell and Associates, that experience really served you well in your, your later endeavors. So. It did. It did. You know... I, I always like to say, you know, every time a door closes, another one opens and it's more than you could ever imagine. Exactly. Yeah, that, <laughs> I believe that saying uh, to its entirety for sure. Now, um, does your Kentuckiana home still exist, maybe with a different host? No, it doesn't. Okay. No, it doesn't. All yeah. right. So yeah, I've never... That became my Southern home, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, because I went to the TV station and, and you know, told them what I wanted to do and and they gave me their blessing. So my Southern home started airing on Sundays at 1230 on WBNA 21. And I did, and it aired there until 2019. And then in 2019, I switched to WBKI CW 58. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's wonderful the way that worked out. Now, you said your first client was the uh, the Builders Association up there when you yeah. started your own consulting firm. And undoubtedly, that's how you gained um, a lot of the knowledge that uh, that you needed to, to host a show featuring content of that nature, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know what was interesting is I never realized how much I loved homes and loved everything about homes until I started working with the Home Builders Association. And it was so much fun to go into these beautiful homes where they pulled out all the stops and be the first one to get to see it. You know, so my job as the publicist for the Home Builders Association is I would I would open up all the homes for the media and I would walk through it through the homes and and point out stuff and you know write press releases and and send them out um, you know and when you're doing that you're not just writing one press release you're writing press releases about different features of the home you know like I, we did a press release all about the technology and outdoor living and you know all the specific things that we wanted people to come out and and showcase. So, you know, I got to see, see trends come in. I got to see trends come out. So I got to, you know, meet all the different people that made that house into what it was and made it so gorgeous. So 
um, it was really amazing how much I learned about myself and, and, you know, the fact that I loved home so much during that experience. Exactly. So, and now you love them even more, don't you? I do. I do. <laughs> I can't get enough of them really. Like during COVID, I remember one day, one of my friends in Nashville called me and, and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like walking through Home Depot. She's like, why are you walking through Home Depot? And I was like, I just need to be around home stuff. <laughs> I'm going through withdrawals. <laughs> I was, I was. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So uh, for those who've never seen your show, and that, that that's not going to last long because we know they're all going to watch now, but uh, you know, give us a, a, a sneak peek. We know it's, you know, related to to home and you know the real estate business but give us a little more of an idea of of uh, what we can expect from watching my southern home Kimberly well our goal is to educate inspire homeowners to create their dream spaces and you know so no matter if you're in a 1000 square foot condo like I live in in, in Louisville and in and in Nashville um or if you have a a mansion or a 1500 square foot home you know, you should make your space yours and you should have it be everything that you want it to be because home is everything, right? It's, it's everything to us. And it's that's where you spend most of your time. Yeah. yeah. And so it should be what you want it to be, you know, and, and if you want an all purple home, you should have an all purple home, you know, go for it. It's the way, the way I see it. Now, if you want to sell it in a year, you know, think about that for a second before you paint it all purple. Yeah, <laughs> you might want to give that some consideration yeah, if you're fixing to sell it. Consideration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if it's forever home, go prince it out, right? Yeah. If you're content with it, if you see yourself being there long term, then yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Make it yours. Um, but, you know, those are the things that we talk about on the show. And, you know, Barbara Cabinet Company, they're my title sponsor in, in both cities. And they're the reason I'm in Nashville. They called me up. Um, Vinnie Barber called me up and asked me if I would consider bringing the show to Nashville um, right after I launched My Southern Home in, in Louisville. And, you know, I interview their um, their employees, you know, Kirby, who's a designer. I'll interview her or Kevin or or John in a home that they helped a client create their dream space. And we talk about, you know, what were the goals, you know, how they moved walls around and, you know, knocked down um, walls and, you know, just different things to, to make that space, their dream space. And, and then we show it, we show before and after pictures and it's a lot of fun. So, you know, what that allows you to do is, you know, see what their house looked like. And you're like, okay, well, I had a house. That's what my house looks like. And, and this is what their house looks like that now. So I could have that too. Um, so no matter, you know, my kitchen is a 10 by 10 kitchen and now I have custom cabinetry and it's beautiful and it's a small space, but I made it what I wanted. I wanted it to be. Um, so it really doesn't matter how big or small your space is. You just need the right contractors to help you get what you want. And that's what we talk about on the show. So if you can dream it, you can have it. You can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the truth. So from builders to, to designers, you know, you, you'll see a little bit of everybody on uh, My Southern Home. It's funny, the first YouTube clip, Kimberly, that I came across of My Southern Home was... Um, you at the uh, Butler Turpin home with General Butler State Park there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was really fun. The state of Kentucky um, participated in the show last year, and we got to tour some of the historic homes in Kentucky, and it was a lot of fun to do that and just to learn about the history of the different places. And um, I actually got to go to my old Kentucky home as well. And we ended it with one of the tour guides singing My Old Kentucky Home, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, that, that's just icing on the cake right there when your tour guide sings. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was very special for me because I used to be a Southern Belle tour guide at My Old Kentucky Home. And my family obviously knows what I do, but no one's ever seen me 
you know, do what I do, if that makes sense. They've never chewed or anything. So since it was in Bardstown, I invited my mom and my aunts and my niece and nephews came and they watched me, you know, do the interview and and tape the segment. And it was so funny because after I finished the segment, I got a standing ovation. (laughs) I was was that when you were in high school, Kimberly, when you gave those tours? Yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. Yeah. And in college, I did it. uh, I was a tour guide there my senior year and my freshman year um, in college. And then I had to go and, you know, be responsible and get internships. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just had bigger fish to fry. Yeah. I had to turn in my dress. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, good. Now, now, would you like to reel off a few bars of my old Kentucky home for us? We got time. No, oh I'm... no. You don't <laughs> want to hear me sing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you change your mind, let me know. But okay. uh, <laughs> anyway, that's all. Anybody, Anybody I've ever heard sing my old Kentucky home, I don't think I've ever been disappointed in in any rendition <laughs> that, um, that I've ever heard. But anyhow, Kimberly, uh, in thinking back on what you've learned about the home slash real estate market while hosting television shows uh, of this nature, what do you believe to be your biggest eye-openers or surprises to this point? Oh, goodness. You know, anything really stand out as far as being real, real shocking? Well, I feel like lately everything's a little shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Things change, don't they? Yes, yes, yes. Well, you know, when when I started selling in Nashville, I had no idea Nashville was the it city. I was there because Barber Cabinet Company asked me to go there. And then I started the show there and I realized that a hundred, a hundred people were moving there every day and that it was the fastest moving real estate market in the country. And, you know, that was all very interesting and it was just the wild, wild west for a while. And it was crazy to me how fast homes were moving and that buyers were buying homes with pass fail inspections or not getting a home inspection at all. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad that that's over because people need to have a home inspection. They need to get their land surveyed before they buy it. Um, you know, they need to know what they're buying before they buy it. So um, I'm kind of glad that the market is normalizing now and, you know, things are shifting into a slower pace, a normal pace, and and we're getting back to that um, way of life. (laughs) Sure, exactly. You know, and, you know, and to be a part of all of that, was is kind of cool too you know because I kind of wear two hats really so yeah I'm a media company and I have a television show and I produce tv but I also consider me myself an advocate for the industry and I'm an advocate for the homeowner um so I I kind of have my pulse on all three of those things at the same time and so it was just interesting to to be a part of all that and and to ride that wave with everybody. Yeah, and you're doing your part to sort of help keep that industry on the map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and to help people hire the right people too. Kimberly, why don't you explain how you uh, typically find and recruit guests who appear on your show and maybe explain how viewers can reach out to you for suggestions about future content ideas. Okay, yeah, so... All the all the experts, home experts that are on my show, um, they purchase packages, sponsorships to, to be a part of it. Okay. And yeah, and they find the locations, and you know we work together on the topics, and you know we talk about what viewers, you know, what's the important thing for our viewers to know about your products and and how to use it, and you know. And we talk about how to present it and, and that sort of thing. Um, so that's that's how I choose who's on the show. And um, and I always try to make sure that the company's a good company too. So if I find out negative things about them, then they're not on the show anymore. Sure. Makes sense. 
Yeah. So that's, that's how I, I find my content. Um, and, and it's watching the show, you know, I try to, I try to be everywhere someone wants to be. So we're on television in Louisville, Nashville. So if you're in the Nashville area, we're on Saturdays at 10 a.m. on my TV 30. And in the Louisville area, we're on Sundays at 10 a.m. on WBKI CW 58. And we're on 52 weeks a year. And we produce, you know, anywhere from 24 to 28 original episodes every year and then we go into rerun so 52 weeks out of the year you can watch us on on television in those markets but 24 7 you can go to my southern home tv.com and you can listen to my different podcast and you can watch segments from the show so once the show airs we put the individual segments on our YouTube page, My Southern Home TV, so that people can watch it there. And, you know, you can look through specific businesses or specific topics on there too. So if you just want to see, you know, all the, all the beautiful kitchens with Barbara Cabinet Company, or you want to learn about different window treatments from Budget Blonde to Middle Tennessee, or you watch the show and, and you, you forgot um, you know, were those bonds seller powered? I think she said that they were, you know, you can go on there and, and remind yourself of, of, you know, something that you missed. Yeah. So 52 weeks a year. Now Christmas falls on a Sunday this year, but be that as it may, you can still watch an episode of my Southern home. <laughs> yes. Yes. On Christmas in Louisville. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the podcasts are really fun because we go really in depth on subjects. So, you know, we talk, there's one about staging, for example, and we talk about the psychology of staging and why homeowners should consider it. And, and, you know, right now in this market, this is definitely a market to stage your house in, and you're going to get more money if you do it. Um, but we go in depth and we tell you the why and the what, and, and, you know, they're, they're a lot of fun. If you, if you like home improvement yeah. podcast and, and want to learn more about specific subjects. So the podcast is just an extension of the, the television show, basically. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and similar guests. Now, um, if uh, if people want to reach out, maybe suggest potential guests or, or companies that maybe they'd like to perhaps see featured, I guess they can just go to MySouthernHomeTV.com and contact you that way. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, they can email me, info at MySouthernHomeTV.com and reach out to me. And we're also, we're having, I started something new called My Southern Home University that I'm really excited about. Um, oh, yeah. So we're taking the mission of the show one step further and I'm having classes. Oh, cool. So you get to meet my experts one-on-one. -on -one. So our first class is Saturday, November 19th, and it's kitchen and bath remodeling 101. Mm. Yeah, so at 9 a.m., we teach you how to finance the remodel. At 10 a.m., we teach you how to hire the right contractor. At 11 a.m., we teach you how to design your dream space. And at 12 p.m., we're talking about trends. See, so, so this is a four-hour thing. Yeah, yeah. And and so all of my experts are, are going to be there. Barber Cabinet Company is sponsoring the event. It's at their showroom in Louisville. Um, and so you get one-on-one -on -one exposure to my experts and you can ask them questions and they're going to talk about important things that you should consider, you know, when you're planning your remodel of your kitchen and bathroom. Yeah. So you can learn all about those finer points right before Thanksgiving. What perfect time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right before, right before you get into all the Christmas craziness and, and, you know, you get to, you get to start dreaming about what you want your house to look like and you can sign up and it's only, we, we only charge $25 for it because we, you know, we want it to be affordable. Um, and it's, it's an all day class or it's a half a day class basically. And we're serving you lunch and we're going to have VIP swag bags for everybody that comes and, um, it'll be, it'll be a fun event. There you go. So make sure that you go online and Book your spot ASAP. 
Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be good. It'll be good. And uh, I'm really excited about it because, you know, my whole goal when I started this show was to educate and to inspire. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's why I started my Southern Home University, because now I can really I can really educate, you know, in a, in a higher level and on one on one level that, you know, you're not able to do with the TV show. And, and you know, bring your experts up there and and uh, you know, the the uh, participants can, of course, benefit from their expertise. So uh, not only can you folks learn a lot, but you can also get Kimberly's autograph while you're there. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> Kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, yeah. At, uh, <laughs> at my Southern Home University. Now, I know we can access your podcast on the website as well, mysouthernhometv.com. What podcast directories uh, are you a part of at this point that we can access? All the of show? them. All of them. All of them. Okay. There so, you go. Yeah. So, so wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcast and the podcast is called my Southern home with Kimberly Greenwell, just like the show. So, um, makes so, it easy to remember. Yeah. Yeah. So we're on Apple and Spotify and you know, all the, all the different, all the different channels. See, so between my Southern home and blabbing in the bluegrass, that's a trip for most people. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I need to subscribe to our channel, right? Subscribe yeah. to our channel. Leave us a review. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Kimberly loves to hear from people <laughs> and get feedback. So absolutely. Make sure you subscribe and, and listen to the show. Now, um, you have owned and operated. KAG Media Consulting since 2010, and uh, we've we've touched on that off and on as we've gone along here. But why don't you expand a little more on the the wide array of of services that you offer, and explain how you would prefer folks to uh, contact you, potential clients, for additional information or assistance? Well, so I I did a lot of PR. Um, when I was, when I first started my company and helped people with media planning and buying and, and helped people with strategy. And um, now I'm mostly doing video productions and the shows. Um, so my Southern home and behind the build, which is a reality show that I have three seasons of that's under KAG media consulting um, LL, which is my LLC. Um, so that's under that now, but you know, so I'm mostly just doing television production now, but I also help people with um, strategies and, and help them see the big picture in their business because, you know, I've, that's all I've done all my life is marketing and, and public relations. And um, so I love helping people seeing the big picture of their business and, and pointing out things to them that, that they didn't see because they're inside the bubble. There you go. So um, for more info on that and how Kimberly can uh, perhaps assist you with your needs, you can just go to um, kagconsulting.com and you can um, email her there. There's a phone number you can reach her. Um, what would that phone number be, Kimberly? I know it's 502. Yes, it's 386-7038. There we go. So Kimberly's very accessible. She will do her best to steer you in the right direction. Now, the show, you've got three seasons under your belt. What was that called again? Behind the Bill. So we follow Tracy Doerr, who's a female builder, as she builds dream homes for clients. So um, I own that show, and I'm the executive producer of it. And BehindTheBuildTV.com is the website, and you can watch all three seasons. And it's it's a lot of fun. You learn a lot about how a house is built, the products that are used, why builders use certain products, and you learn about the process. And it's fun to see a home being built from the ground up. Absolutely, it is. And uh, you folks won't be bored watching that show, especially if you're if you're really into home building and remodeling and so forth. Now, are there uh, are there any plans for a season four in the near future? We're talking about it. We're not we we haven't finalized everything yet, um, but possibly, yeah. There you go. So that's potentially on the horizon. Keep your eyes open and ears peeled for uh, information on the future behind the build episodes and my Southern home episodes for that matter. So uh, <laughs> anyhow, Kimberly, uh, last but certainly not least, I always enjoy asking, you know, broadcasters and 
musicians that I talk to, I always enjoy asking them this. If, uh, if you weren't in your current role, which in your case is a television host and um, a media consultant, uh, what do you think you'd be, Kimberly, and why? Oh, goodness. That's a hard question, Sam. Um, <laughs> I don't mean to put you on the spot or it's anything. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> I would think that I would probably still be doing PR and, and media. It's been my love all my life. I can't imagine doing anything else, really. Um, you know, I'm so lucky because, you know, with the degree in broadcasting, it really allows you to do a lot of different things. So, you know, media sales, you know, I'm in front of the camera, I'm behind the camera, um, I'm promoting people. Um, and I love helping people grow their business. So I, I would probably be doing, um, you know, media consulting and, uh, you know, public relations and, and that sort of thing. You're right. The same skill set that applies to broadcasting applies to uh, a lot of potential career avenue so yeah you you definitely would have flexibility there or you know I wouldn't have put it past you to be a full-time tour guide Kimberly <laughs> I would love that <laughs> I would you, love that. you wouldn't be miserable in that role would you <laughs> no I absolutely loved working at my old Kentucky home it was just so much fun and you know you wore a big southern bell dress and you felt pretty every day and everybody was in a good mood because they were on vacation so it was it was a fun job and and I love Bardstown and I love being from Bardstown and, you know, enjoy sharing the history of my, my hometown. So, so it, that, that was a fun job. I would do that again in a heartbeat. <laughs> not only, uh, not only have I been to Bardstown, Kimberly, I've been to Loretto. Kentucky. Oh yeah. Did you go to Maker's Mark? I did go to Maker's Mark and uh, I also went to a little restaurant. I don't know if you've been there called the Cozy Corner. Oh no, I haven't, but it sounds cozy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a great place. Thoroughly, that's a free plug for Cozy Corner. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, yes, I did go there and Loretto's in Nelson County too, isn't it? No, I don't I don't well maybe. I don't think so though. If it's not there, it's close. It's close. It's close. Yeah. But did you I've been to Maker's Mark. It's so beautiful there. Did you dip your own bottle? we did dip bottles, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was cool bottle that I did <laughs> and uh, of course well I gotta admit my favorite part of those uh, bourbon tours is always the uh, the tasting at the end <laughs> <laughs> but you know the educational value of those tours isn't taken for granted either so no no well you know my whole family's has worked in the bourbon industry you know it was it's one of the main industries in in Bardstown so my dad worked at Jim Beam and retired there and my uncle worked at um, or my grandfather rather worked at Heaven Hill and then my grandmother worked at Barton's and my uncle is the artist and distiller at the Evan Williams experience in downtown Louisville Jody Filiatru so so we have a lot of family members that have made the bourbon you all have enjoyed <laughs> over so the years. So bourbon is in Kimberly's bloodline. It is, it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. But anyway, folks, make sure you check out My Southern Home uh, once a week, Saturday in Nashville, Sunday in Louisville. You can also uh, watch episodes online and check out My Southern Home podcast as well. So plenty of avenues to you know, learn more about building and remodeling that dream home of yours. And don't forget about my Southern Home University, which is going to be the first one of hopefully many, right? Yes, yes, yes. We'll have a lot. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, you know, that's another great avenue that you can use to, to educate yourself. Make sure you sign up for that. So uh, let's see, kagconsulting.com is... Uh, Kimberly's Farms website or My Southern Home TV for the uh, television show. You can learn more about to each of those through those respective websites and uh, also social media. Kimberly's got the social media outlets covered. Yeah, yeah. You can find me on My Southern Home TV on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And um, well, Twitter is KA Greenwell and then TikTok is My Southern Home TV. You're all over the place. Now, K-A-G, I'm guessing the A is your middle name? 
It is. It's Anne, Kimberly Anne Greenwell. Okay. So that's how we get KAG consulting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was very creative, Sam. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's awesome. I figured it, I figured that A was either Anne or Alan or something like that. <laughs> but, but anyway, that's how, that's how we get the name of her consulting firm. Well, uh, Kimberly, I sure have enjoyed this. I hope you have. I did. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. It was a lot of fun. Well, I, I definitely agree with that. Totally fun on my end. And uh, whether you're uh, in or out of Louisville or Nashville, check out Kimberly's show clips and learn everything you need to know and then some about how to make your home the ultimate destination to pass out. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> everything you need to know is there. Kimberly Greenwell, you rock. Oh, well, thank you, Sam. Again, my TV 30 in Nashville, Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Central and WBKI CW 58 in Louisville, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern. No excuse for you to miss any episode of My Southern Home with Kimberly Greenwell. And even if you're out of those markets, like we said, there's the website which features clips from any and all episodes, and I will link you to that website in my show notes to make it even easier for you. That is uh, MySouthernHomeTV.com, and I will also link you to Kimberly's media consulting page to KAGConsulting.com. So uh, between those two pages, you can stay up to speed with everything you need to know going on in the life of Miss Kimberly Greenwell, and uh, I know that she would love to hear from you as well with questions and comments that you may have. Reach out to her, let her know how much you enjoyed hearing her on Blabbit in the Bluegrass. I know that she would really appreciate that, just like I really appreciate Kimberly taking time to be on the show, because I know that she's a busy little beaver between her podcast and her TV show and the occasional consulting that she still does, even though I know... The, uh, the bulk of her focus these days is in the television production, but not all of it. Uh, so, never a dull moment in the life of Kimberly Greenwell, I'm convinced. But I'm so, so glad that uh, she took the time to join us here on uh, Blabbing in the Bluegrass. Now, I know that there are other people along Kimberly's lines that you'd like to hear from. Some of them may be well-known, some of them may not be, but I know that they are all making a profound impact across the Commonwealth and beyond. And as long as they have meaningful connections to Kentucky, I want to know about them because I know about a fair number of these people, by no means all of them. That's why I am counting on your email at bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com, B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. Whether it's a great restaurant, state park, musician, educator, sportscaster, you know I am all about promoting the people and the places and the things that make this great state such a wonderful place to uh, call home. So feel free to touch base with me via email as well as the Blabbit in the Bluegrass Facebook page. And please like and follow that because all of the episodes we've done to this point... They are all right there. Never too late for new people to jump on board. You don't have to have heard any of the previous shows to uh, enjoy this one or any future shows. But if you are a newcomer, welcome first off. And we encourage you to go back into the archives and explore the uh, guests and topics that we have uh, covered to this point. Some of uh, hopefully many more to come. You can also uh, follow teasers that I present about once a week or so as far as future guests and plans so you can uh, stay up to speed with that. You can make comments and leave messages through Facebook too. Now it's hard to believe. I know I say this a lot, but 2022 is just zipping. I mean to tell you, next time we come at you, it'll be in November. November the 2nd, as a matter of fact. And we expect you here because believe me when I tell you that you are the glue that keeps this show together. Without you, it ain't much of a show, so we'll be looking for you right back here next time around. And until we split for this week, before we split, I should say, uh, let's reveal the answer of the Bluegrass Brain Buster from the beginning of the show. And uh, the song Eight More Miles to Louisville is our uh, subject of discussion. And I know that song has been stuck in many of your heads since I brought it up. It's been a staple around these parts 
for many, many years, and a fair number of renditions have been recorded through the years as well. I wanted to know who wrote and originally recorded Eight More Miles to Louisville. The late, great Grandpa Jones. A Henderson Countyan by birth. He uh, grew up not too far from me, as a matter of fact, in uh, the sleepy little town of Niagara, Kentucky, and he did Henderson County proud, to say the least. Grandpa became a Grand Ole Opry member, and Eight More Miles to Louisville was his signature song. Now, like we said, other versions were recorded. You had one from Bobby Osborne. I noticed on YouTube that the Moron Brothers had a version. Of course, I've had Lardo from the Moron Brothers on my show before, so I didn't get a chance to listen to it. I'll have to go back on YouTube and uh, catch that here shortly as soon as uh, we get done talking. Let's see, who else? The first version that I ever heard of Eight More Miles to Louisville was from uh, a band called Canoe Creek from Henderson County, and uh, the band has changed names several times, and uh, band members have come and gone, but uh, there is a, a form of the band that's still in existence, but it's, uh, they call themselves Fishtown now, but they were Canoe Creek at the time, and uh, they had a version of Eight More Miles to Louisville. That was the first one that uh, graced my eardrums, but Grandpa Jones wrote it way back in 1941, and he was the first one to record Eight More Miles to Louisville. So another Bluegrass Brain Buster, hopefully coming your way next week. And remember that you can listen and subscribe to Blabbit in the Bluegrass via Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Verbal, as well as others we have recently added, such as Boomplay, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, even a few others. If we're not a part of your favorite podcast directory, let me know via email or Facebook so that I can do everything in my power to get them, uh, get Blabbing in the Bluegrass on those directories so that you can access it there ASAP. So until next week, you know your assignment. Keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep blabbing in the bluegrass. Because we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.